Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. We've even had lawyers agree with that statement. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. I'm Harry Alexander, along with Bunker de France. Yep. And in Los Angeles, Todd Roberts. Hello. Gentlemen, how, how are we? How are we all doing? Uh, I know we've got a great guest coming up today, Rod Wolf. He uh, just finished working on a production that uh, was wrapping up in old Tucson. Last Dollar is the name of the is the name of the um, uh, film. We'll get to him in just a moment, but we've first got some housekeeping things to go. Todd, you want to do yours first? Sure. So I come to you, gentlemen, with a heavy heart, for we have lost our good friend Phil Olsey, uh, a friend of the show, a guest on the show, and a lover of the West. Who did uh, Phil Olsey. Oh. Ooh. He, uh, he passed on uh, May 22nd. I, wa- I wanted to tell you guys last weekend, but I just could not, uh, I couldn't get it together to uh, share it with you. So um, there is a service in Scottsdale on the 8th of uh, this month of June, and there will, uh, there is a, uh, also a uh, page on the internet, on the internet for his obituary if you want to donate money to any of the charities that he was involved in, which is uh, Los Vistadores and a few others. Um, there are many things I could say about Phil, but the one thing uh, that needs to be said about Phil is that he was a gentleman. Yeah. And uh, that's really all that needs to be said about somebody. He was truly a gentleman, uh, generous and uh, kind and lived up to his obligations, and he will be surely, surely missed. Spell his last name so that we can uh, make sure it gets people get to the right place. O E L Z E Junior, Phil Olsey Junior. He uh, was a troubadour. He sang western songs. Yep. And took all the money and donated it to charity, no matter how much he raised, whatever they threw into the hat. And uh, he was funny, he was intelligent, uh, and uh, he uh, he just was a just a, a gem of a person, truly, truly. And uh, it's uh, uh, I'm going to miss him a lot, a lot. Yeah, so. I remember when we had him on and. Uh, he sent me his uh, uh, CD, and oh, we yeah. used uh, some of his music for break, and, and we'll we'll start we'll start playing some. We'll, we'll play some, uh, not right now, but we'll play some. Well, we'll just yeah. dedicate if everybody's in agreement. We'll dedicate today's show to him. That sounds like a plan. Yeah, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Well, what I've got here is what I call after and before. This week's news from the West, or kind of West. And uh, back on the 3rd, uh, today's the 3rd, isn't it? That's right. Well, today, <laughs> in 19, okay, 1930-something, Larry McMurtry was born. Okay. Uh, tomorrow, Sunday, 1942, the Battle of Midway began. Mm-hmm. And I think that needs remembrance. Mm-hmm. It's also Canadian Armed Forces Day. And I thought I'd mention that because, you know, we had Memorial Day. Right. And the Canadians, they, they actually got into World War II before we did. So, yep. yeah. And then on the 6th, uh, D-Day. Yep. You know. And then on the 7th, is was uh, Dean Martin's birthday, he was born in 1917. Now, I've got a little news here from Western Writers of America. I just thought it kind of update us on what's happening with our amigos uh, in the press and on the TikTok. You get that spell. I've got to envy those guys. Okay. <laughs> they have some new executive board members W. Michael Farmer, who we've had on the show, mm-hmm. Scott Thompson. Uh, they have a new vice president, Jane Little Botkin. We've had her on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, new president, Melody Groves. Uh, uh, Phil Mills Jr. Uh, resigned, so that's why that is. Uh, Rod, our friend Rod Tinemas, he has been appointed to the board. 
And then some of the spur winners this year, uh, which is kind of like the Academy Award of Western Writers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or the Golden Boot of Cowboy Actors, uh, the Owen Oyster Award went to Joseph Marshall the uh, Third, a very talented, very smart uh, Native American writer, historian, uh, humanitarian. Uh, the Homestead Honoree that went to Cowboy uh, Michael Cowboy Shears, and this guy he's well loved. He's, he's I think you met him. He was the Black mm-hmm. Cowboy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just loved by all. The Lariat Award went to Six Gun Justice Podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's great because you know Emo Emo broke the mold, and yep. we've got those guys in there now. And congratulations, it. Six Gun Podcast. You guys do it well. And congratulations, kid. Uh, okay, what do we go? Oh, the Brandy Nyer Award went to Tom Claggett. We've had him on. Yeah. In fact, his book on the album over the mm-hmm. last 13 hours, that that's great. one of the best books ever. I love that book. Uh, here's some of the Spur winners from uh, 2023. Biography went to Melody Groves for Before Billy the Kid, The Boy Behind the Legendary Outlaw, uh, Contemporary Nonfiction, uh, Bob Rosebrough for A Place of Thin Veil, Life and Death in Gallup, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. That was a good show we, yeah. we did with him. Uh, documentary script went with uh, Candy Moulton and Robert E. Knoll Jr. for the Battle of Red Buttes. Mm-hmm. And then getting more into our area, the dramatic script uh, went to Walter Hill for Dead for a Dollar. And then the poem, uh, poem spur went to Larry D. Thomas, New Mexico Boot Hill, a triptych. And the song went to Randy Houston, Way of the Cowboy. And that brings us kind of up to date with what's been happening with the WWA. All right. Our program today is going to be about Rod Wolf. He's an actor. He's a stuntman. and uh, probably, A teamster. Teamster. He's probably done bunches of other things. Oh, he's a makeup artist. He's a hairdresser. Well, DeFrance knows the guy, so you do the introduction. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm going to start out here. Uh in his teen years. I'm not going to talk about his earlier years. Welcome to the show, Rod. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. Uh, He played football, basketball, and uh, baseball at Cortez High. Uh, A meeting with Jock Mahoney inspired him. He was a lifelong friend and mentor to Rod. He started riding and practicing stunts at eight years old. I think all of us did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he befriended and learned from Ben Johnson. Wow. Rod is a horseman and trainer of fallen horses, rearing horses, horses that can talk. Uh, if a horse can do anything, I think he's. I think Sandy could play the piano. <laughs> and uh, he works uh, primarily out of Arizona. And he was also a 2002 Hollywood Stuntman Hall of Fame inductee. Ladies and gentlemen. A big round of applause for my wonderful friend, Rod Wolf. Howdy, 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 howdy. Hey. Yo. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, thanks for the clap. <laughs> you deserved it. You earned it. <laughs> How long have you two guys known known one another? Oh, God. <laughs> well, we actually got to be pretty good friends on Rambo 3. Okay. And uh, before that, it, we kind of knew each other, but we had our particular close friends, and so we didn't really get to warm up to each other. It was hit and miss. Uh, like in the High Chaparral and uh-huh. Death Valley days. Uh-huh. Well, you know, you were one of those Phoenix guys, and I was down here one of them Tucson guys. You know, a little, a little uh, rivalry there. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that a shame? Yeah, uh, stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so you've been in, doing this uh, type of stuff for a long, long time, and uh, I'm really interested in your horse training uh, and how how do you train the horse to become a fall horse? I mean, that it, when I see that in film, that just blows my mind. So how do you do that? Well, I've had 11 of them, and they all learn at different uh, intervals, different uh, span of time. 
uh, I had to put a fall on a horse and they said uh, can you do it in the next two weeks I said I've never done one in two weeks mm. but if I have a good uh, student maybe I can and that's the fastest I ever put a fall on a horse wow. uh, I like to take as much time as needed pertaining to the horse and some of them have taken me as long as three months uh, hmm. first of all you make them a, you tie up uh, well here first I watch them in the pasture do they lay down to the right or do they lay down to the right or hmm. to the left uh-huh. so you want to go with their inclination so if a horse lays down to the left you want to make him a falling horse going to the left because he's left hoofed, so to speak. Right. Then you tie that leg up, and you make him a three-legged horse. Oh. And, yep, and you pull on his head to get him to lay down. Hmm. And I, I usually say, lay down. And most of the time, they don't want to do it. <laughs> So that's a, um, that's, a, that's obvious in film. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, you have to build trust with them, and I usually don't start out training a horse to fall until I've done other things to build confidence with the horse with me. Mm-hmm. So I, after they're comfortable learning other simple tricks, then they kind of understand that. What I want them to do is to lay down. So uh, after a couple days, and I had to pull them off balance to get them to lay down, I give them a treat. could be a cap, uh, a carrot, or uh, a small piece of apple. And uh, most of them, uh, after two or three times, they don't want me pulling on them. I tell them to fall, and I give them a nudge. Uh, with the uh, reins and the bit, and they automatic automatically lay down. And uh, I'm going to speed this up. Uh, once I got them to where I say lay down, and they lay down without their leg being tied up. Now I've got a lay down horse. Hmm. Then the next thing I do is I walk them to the fall area, area, which is always the same cushion manure pile sandy spot and I'll walk them and I'm on the ground at this time I walk them over and I say I'll fall and I give them a little rain and they usually will drop and lay down for me and I do this and I will even run beside them not on them to that area and I'll say fall and they usually start laying down much faster. Interesting. Now I get on them. And I do it from a standstill. I'll say, fall. And I, I'll cue them with the ring. And usually they'll fall down. Now, this is what takes a long time. Uh, I'll start uh, with them walking into the area and calling for them to fall. Then I'll get them up to a trot. And I hit the area, and I'll say fall. Now, by this time, they're also anticipating because I'm using the same Mm -hmm, area. mm -hmm. Then I get them up to a a nice lope. Uh, I won't say a run, but a lope. And before I'm asking them to fall, they already know, and they're dropping. (laughs) And that's really nice. Nice. But... (laughs) Now I have a falling horse that falls in my backyard or pasture. Same place every but, time. <laughs> but now I usually load them up and I take them to the river bottom. Mm. And I will ask them to lay down first. And then I'll have them, uh, I'll get on them and I'll tell them to fall. And they'll fall. Now they know that that's what I want. Mm -hmm. But they got to fall when I tell them. So we never rehearse a horse to fall 
at the exact spot that the camera is being focused on them because we don't want them to anticipate sure. that that fall area yeah, yeah. like they did back at home. Right. So then I'll run them and I'll say fall, and if they fall, I give them a big reward and I don't do it anymore hmm. because they did it the first time. There's no sense of doing it a second or a third time to where they don't want to do it anymore. And the, and the, director, and week, the director understands that, I take it. How <laughs> 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 <I> bet not. <laughs> well, uh, I, I've had a, one, uh, a director say, you know, that's great and it looks great, but I want a, a second one for a keeper. Mm-hmm. And I says, well, we need to change uh, the fall area. We have to do it maybe before. Uh-huh. In fact, I prefer it to uh, the fall area to be before, so he's not anticipating. Uh-huh. Uh, because if I'm running through the old fall area, he's liable to mm-hmm. start wanting to fall wow. and not go beyond that area. The fall, so. And they'll say, well, okay, do we have to do it? And I said, well, yes. Um, If you want another take. (laughs) So we usually falling just before the last fall area. And usually it works great. But that's that's how you do it. That is incredible. uh, Yeah, I want to point something. And some horses, I've known a lot of falling horse guys. They've told me they've even had a horse that fell great the first two movies, and then the third movie, the horse didn't want to fall anymore, resisted. Hmm. And you, I think we've all seen that on the screen. Interesting. Well, you know, there's an interesting thing. It's like if you really, if you really say you should accidentally hurt a horse, follow them, you you might as well get another horse because he'll, he'll associate that. Yeah, and, and not want to do but it. But I want to point something out here which is kind of neat. Uh, Rod works a lot with voice cue. A lot of the guys don't. Mm-hmm. But the nice thing is that Rod, he transfers over to with the rearing horses and the tricks, you know, the counting and the bow and mm-hmm. all that mm-hmm. stuff. And I know, Rod, I don't want you to cry or break into tears right now, <laughs> but I really would like you to tell us about Sandy in detail because that was a wonder horse. Okay, before I do that, I by the way, when I follow a horse, I have soft stirrups. I don't have the regular stirrups. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had to do it English style, and they wanted me to follow the horse with what they call irons, which are the stirrups. And I said, no, we're going to have to, uh, we'll spray them silver, but they got to just be a leather uh, stirrup because uh, that's right where the ribs are, where they fall. And so you got to have a spongy, soft stirrup. I just wanted to throw that in. And before we start talking about Sandy, we got to take our first commercial break because it is that time. I hate to do that to interrupt the flow, but, uh, you know. Oh, I want to hear about Sandy. We're going to hear in greater detail about Sandy after these important messages from Emil Frangie's Voices of the West. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west, where a large number of westerns were built. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities
ways that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. I Miss Wilkinson is now Wilkinson Wealth Management. 7411 East Tank Verde in Tucson. 520-777-1911. Watch Old West silent movies anytime at VoicesOfTheWest.net. All right, listeners, you like Westerns, right? I mean, you do listen to this program. So you want a chance to tell the rest of the world which Westerns you think are the best? I'm always ready to back up whatever I say. Here's how. Email us your picks for your top five Westerns. Tell us why you think those five are the best cowboy movies. You got any more you want to say on the subject? Each month, we'll pick one entry and offer you the chance to talk about your choices as a guest on our live stream and resulting podcast of the Voices of the West program. Pretty simple, right? We want to hear from you. But we have our men scouring the valley. Email your list to Best Westerns, Voices of the West at gmail.com. I guess that's all we need to hear. Boss, I wouldn't be so awful careless about this shooting and cattle wrestling. Was I you? You don't like it, eh? Well, I was only thinking. I'll do all the thinking. You and the rest do as you're told, and we'll get somewhere. Where? You got a six-gun where your brains ought to be. This is the Voices of the West. Alexander Bunker to France, Todd Roberts with you. Our guest is Rod Wolf, stuntman, actor, makeup artist, and God knows what else. Was that Ken Maynard? No, this is uh, the Cartwright Brothers. Oh, okay. You know, Ken Maynard was the first singer. <laughs> yes, he was, and thankfully, he gave it up. <laughs> I've, got, I've, got, I've got a record of some of his stuff. He, you know, he and, he and Bob Steele, I, I mean, Bob Steele was great, but uh, let's, let's not do that. Uh, not do singing. I, I I can hardly tell the difference between uh, Ken Maynard and Bob Dylan. Well, we, yeah, with your ears, yeah, for sure. All right, now I want to hear, and we want to hear all about the Wonder Horse. Sandy. What are the BLM uh, found? <laughs> Sandy, I never said I have no idea what we're going on here. See, this is what happens when you find strangers in the Alps. Um, strangers in the Alps. <laughs> okay, Rod, let's talk about. I Sandy. usually find them in my basement. <laughs> Rod, Sandy made it. Sandy made it to forty-two years old. Wow. Yeah. Which is a long time for a, a fox trotter. He was a fox trotter. Smooth gated. Uh, Dancing uh, Ginger Rogers. <laughs> he he was terrific, and uh, Sandy knew about twenty eight different tricks, and he he taught me. Uh, for instance, I taught him to say yes and no, <laughs> uh, and he had a a cut on his pastern down by his hook, and I put some iodine on it, and it stung. And so the next day I went out and I had the iodine bottle and I says, come here, we're going to put some uh, medicine on your hoof. And he looked at me and whinnied and he shook his head no. <laughs> and I held the bottle up and I says, we're going to put, and I pointed to it and I said, we're going to put some on your hoof. And he, he, he took his hoof and he 
pulled it back and he looked at me and he shook his head no. Wow. And and I go, God dang, that is really mean. He knows the difference. I didn't have to cue him. He knew that he didn't want the iodine on. So uh, he could, he could untie knots. I could send him away. Uh, I could bring him back to me. I wasn't afraid to do a stirrup drag with him because I would tell him to go faster. He'd go faster. I'd tell him to stop, and he would stop. So I, I wasn't worried. And usually when you do a stirrup drag, you have two outriders to help as safety men in case you get in trouble, that you can't release your your release from the horse mm-hmm. and so on. Hmm. But uh, Sandy... We did a movie called Renegade. It's been retitled uh, They Call Me Renegade mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. with Terrence Hill. And he did 22 different tricks. He was uh, uh, Terrence playing Luke Manti, uh, was running out of gas and he had no money. So he sold uh, Sandy, who was playing Joe Brown. He even had a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was cast as Joe Brown. And so he sells him at this stud ranch, and he gets the money, and he drives, uh, Terrence drives away with the tra- uh, Jeep and the horse trailer, and he parks way out on the side of a road. And he keeps looking at his watch, and he's looking down this dirty, dusty road, and he shakes his head, and all of a sudden he hears this winning. And it's Joe Brown running down this dusty road, and it was a it was a hundred yards long, and the director was worried about that he would run straight down. Uh, of course, I walked him that for camera focus, and then I gave him to a handler uh, behind some brush, and I went and sat in the horse trailer, and I had the radio walkie-talkie. And I told my handler, I said, put the phone up to Sandy's ear. For me? And I said, Sandy, are you ready? And the handler says, he's shaking his head, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And and he's laughing. And I said, no, hey, well, stop laughing. Uh, Put the phone up. Put the phone up to his ear. And the director says, okay, have Sandy come. And I said, come, Sandy. And he runs right down the road, staying in focus. Mm. He runs right up, and he gets in the trailer. (laughs) So the director says, well, I want want Terrence to have some dialogue. So can you just have him run a short distance, and we'll have the trailer, the back end of the trailer closed, and Terrence has to open it up. And his line is, ah, Joe Brown living it up on the stud farm. And so uh, Terrence says that, and Sandy whinnies and shakes his head yes and gets in the horse. Wow. So so after that, the director said, I heard him talking to the assistant director. He says, I'm going to go over and talk to Sandy because I'm wanting to do this. <laughs> and so I, I walked over to the director and I said, so what are we doing? And he said, go sit down. I don't need to talk to you. I just need to talk to Sandy because he, he understands me. <laughs> so they kept giving him more and more things to do. Wow. Uh, there's a scene where they're in this motel room and the horse the Jeep and horse trailer with Sandy in it is outside the room and the bad guys are going to invade the hotel room. So, uh, Sandy Winnie's and, uh, I don't, <laughs> uh, Terrence says, well, tell me how many there are <laughs> Joe Brown, <laughs> but, but he only says it like, in the room to himself Mm -hmm. and Sandy kicks the horse trailer three times to tell him there's three (laughs) bad guys out there and so I'm in the horse trailer and I tell Sandy 
knock three times, knock. And so he kicks the back of the horse trailer or the side of the horse trailer three times. Oh, wow. And, and then, uh, oh, gee, there's... Then uh, there's a scene that I wanted to direct. And I told the director, you got to let me direct this. He said, well, I'm not going to give you a second unit director. I says, okay, but let me do it because I slept on this and I know how to get the shot where it'll look good. So I put the horse trailer on blocks. And, and it's where a semi comes up and they bump the back of the horse trailer in sandy rares. So we did it. Uh, we got a master shot from a helicopter of the semi approaching the Jeep and the horse trailer and Sandy in it. And then uh, the next shot is the semi coming up and a close-up bumping the trailer. And all you see is the front of the horse trailer, and I had the guy driving the semi go back and forth, back and forth. And I opened up the rear end of the trailer because Sandy had to have room to actually push off the floor and rear mm-hmm. and, and paw at the sky. Right. So I opened up the rear of the horse trailer and I put uh, two ropes back there so he couldn't back up any further. And so I ha- I'm on the radio and I have the truck driver come up. It's very close, but you, it's a... The shot is like low looking up at the edge of the front of the horse trailer, mm-hmm. but you can see the semi. Mm-hmm. And I, I cued the semi guy to blow the horn. And I cued Sandy to rear, and he reared right up, and he pawed at the sky, and mm-hmm. he came down. Wow. And then in the movie, they cut to uh, the aerial shot of the horse uh, and the truck looks like he's bumping the end of the horse trailer. Hmm. Anyway, uh, people ask me, how did you do that? How did you get the horse to rear like that in this shot? Paid him an extra 50 bucks. I didn't really want to tell him because I got the idea from watching old Republic movies and yeah, uh, doing the rear uh, yep. process screen. Yep, yep. yep. And, and so I knew how to get the shot. And uh, the director kept allowing me to, to direct more. And one thing that... Uh, really irritated me at the end uh, the assistant director comes over and says how do you want to be in the credits and I says well I double Terrence but you're not going to put Rod Wolf doubling Terrence Hill but I want to be in the stunts and then I want uh, Sandy uh, Joe Brown he needs to have a credit for sure Yeah. and the director said oh he already said he's putting Sandy Sorry. in the credits playing <laughs> Joe Brown. Yep. And me is, and I want to be the horse trainer. Well, then we had a big production meeting, and the director comes over and he says, What credits do you want on film? I said, Well, I already told the guy. He says, You only get one credit. <laughs> I said, You got to be kidding. What do you mean, one credit? You mean I, I'm not going to be in stunts? And I'm not going to be uh, uh, the horse trainer. And uh, oh, I, oh, I, and I said I already know I'm not going to be a second unit director. Wow. Hmm. He says I'll write you a letter, but you're not going to have it on screen. Yeah. And I says, well, I've doubled a lot of people, but I've never been on the screen as a horse trainer. And Sandy's done so many wonderful things. I want him, Sandy, played by Joe Brown, and then Sandy's trainer, Rod Wolf, because I wanted that. So I only got one credit as Joe Brown's trainer, and that was fine with me. Well, you're riding Sandy's coattails is what you're telling Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, it. that's an incredibly smart horse, or smart oh, animal. Beautiful I mean, animal. Right up there with Blackjack. 
uh, and and silver and any of those B movie uh, cowboy horses. You can do more tricks than some of the ones we we know. Uh, you know, uh, Roy used to say that Trigger was the smartest horse uh, in the movies. Is that what he said? Or yeah. Okay. He was probably or well, champion. I, I, I can't remember now. Both well, both well I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. Uh, of course, it came out on VHS. That's how long ago it was. <laughs> and I took it over to Roy's house. I, I had a good relationship with Roy Rogers. In fact, when I started out in Hollywood, he sent me to Glenn Randall, who trained Trigger. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot of things. I want to give credit to a Glenn Randall Sr., Seth uh, Reynolds, Des Reynolds trained all the animals for Swiss Family Robinson on the Disney film. He trained Frosty the Bull that appeared in several movies, like with Barbara Streisand for Pete's sake, and on and on and on. And I learned a lot from him. And I I learned a lot from reading different books. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got to meet McCutcheon, who trained Fury. I learned a lot from him. And uh, I picked their brains. And a lot of times they had different ways to achieve the same mm-hmm. trick, which was nice because, uh, and in training a horse, you have to start out with simple, simple uh, tricks like bowing and shaking hands. Because if you go to the more advanced tricks, Many times you can't go backwards sure. and treat them the, yeah, it's the like, simple it, truth. Right, like training, a, a learning to train a, or starting to train a, a dog. And, uh, or a kid. Or a kid. <laughs> let's, and try training a cat. Let's yeah, let's go. Okay, yeah. we got to do our next commercial break here on Emil Franzi's okay. Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, Todd Roberts with you. Rod Wolf, our guest. We'll be right back. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club dates from 1948 and is now at 7800 West Ole Ajo Highway. The club owns 80 acres and leases 300 more from Pima County that supports 50 trap fields, 15 skeet fields, two five-stand fields, two sporting plays courses with 12 stations each, a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, 200 full-service RV hookups for members, and free Wi-Fi. This expansive facility gives enough room to host major national and international events annually, bringing thousands of people to the community. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com. You've got some cattle you want, Russell, but don't have enough henchmen of your own to do the job. Little lady up the road apiece won't strike a deal with you about water rights. You out there! Come one step near and old Bess here will spit right in your eye. So you need to strike your own deal, but you need the right henchman to do the job. The stage is hauling a Wells Fargo box loaded with gold. You've got the perfect spot to liberate that gold, but blank henchman to pull off the job. What to do? You better start packing a handgun. Call Red a Hench. We're a bad guy rental agency. We provide you with enough scruffy henchmen to tackle any job with specific directions. Just listen to what Red a Hench users have to say. Well, you know, when I joined Red a Hench, I was trained by Bud Osborne, Charlie King, and some of the best head henches there ever was. And I'm going to guarantee you that you cannot hench without the proper henches around you. And that's just a gentle hench. When you need sheer numbers of henchmen, call us. We specialize in stage holdups, water right disputes, squatter troubles, cattle rustling, and much more. Our rent henchmen may not be able to think their way out of a paper bag, but they sure can follow directions, and they won't sing to the law about you if they get caught. See our ad in the Saturday Evening Post or Harper's Weekly. Hey, not only that, when you're in the Long Branch and you want to go next door to Doc's to get that bullet out of your shoulder, get a Renahance to sit there on your place and keep your whiskey warm while you're gone. Renahance, when you need bad guys to do bad guy stuff so you can keep your hands clean. You let me do the work. Hello, I'm Travis Mills, and I made 12 Westerns in 12 months, and you're listening to Voices of the West.
back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France. Tad Roberts with you. It's a uh, Saturday. We're streaming to you live from the uh, White Stallion Ranch. Beautiful White Stallion Beautiful Ranch. Beautiful North, North of Tucson. Our guest is a stuntman and uh, actor, makeup artist, right. assistant uh, horse trainer. Wrangler. Wrangler, horse trainer. Uh, we will give him the assistant he director. He does craft service when no one's looking. <laughs> we'll give him. The, <laughs> we'll give him the assistant director credit. Okay, yes, uh, for this yeah. for this particular show, we shall. Todd Roberts, you got anything in I there you want to ask? Well, I'd probably, I would probably go to the point of, you know, where did this all start, Rod? I mean, you, you don't wake up one day and say. You know what, Mom and Dad? I've decided I want to make a living by falling off of horses and getting punched in the face <laughs> and thrown did. through walls. Well, I did. So, uh, well, <laughs> you you might have asked, you know, when you're when you're when you're just dumb enough to believe that you're invincible. Right. Yeah, for sure. But you know, Rod, we all got inspired by something to put us to where we are and where we're going. So, was it Yakima Kanat or was it a movie? that you saw and you saw a stunt or you saw somebody ride a horse and Ben Johnson and in, in, uh, she wore a yellow ribbon. What was it that said, Rod, that's what you're going to go do? Well, you almost hit the nail on the head. Um, when I was, uh, I was born in uh, Bloomington, Illinois, <laughs> and I had uh, respiratory problems uh, right after being born. And so uh, uh, the doctor said, you need to take uh, Rod to New Mexico or Arizona. You know, we, my, parent, my parents were living in Bloomington, Illinois as well. I was born in Chicago, and my dad worked at a company down in Bloomington. And the same thing, uh, my health, we moved to Arizona. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, my aunts and uncles bought me a TV uh, before I actually left. Uh, Bloomington at five years old and I had to stay inside with a vaporizer and they played old westerns Hopalong Cassidy, Buck Jones Mm -hmm. and that's what I wanted to do and so when I moved to Arizona uh, it didn't take me very long to get over my respiratory problems Uh, I was on all kinds of health food uh, there's one woman that they thought was a, a witch. She gave me a brew, my mom, and said, this will make him really good uh, and healthy. And within a year, I, I was a very healthy kid. Wow. Spider-Man. And my, my grandfather bought me my first horse at seven and a half. Wow. And uh, uh, I had a... Uh, meeting with Jock Mahoney and Dickie Jones oh. and I, I think I'll tell you the story if we have time I'll oh, make yeah. it as bad. Yeah, we're going to make the time for that <laughs> okay my, my dad worked as an electrician and he had to go to the Western Hills Motel because the air conditioning wasn't working and it was rodeo time and Dick and Jocko were the um, the head guys riding in the parade oh cool and when my dad went and knocked on uh, this room and Jocko opened the door, he goes, oh, my God, it's the Range Rider. <laughs> wait, wait till I tell my son. He's going to be so disappointed. And, 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 he said, and just then he had knocked on Dickie's door, Dick Jones, and Dickie was standing there uh, in front of uh, Jocko's room. And he says, yeah, are you here to fix the air conditioning? So my dad was saying, oh, my, my son got him a horse. His grandfather bought him a horse. And he's trying to do all these things that you and Dickie do on TV. Uh-huh. He's, and he says, well, how old is he? He says, well, he's, he's eight years old. <laughs> well, he gets these boxes and he ties the horse's leg so he can't move. And he runs up on these boxes and does the mount from behind the horse. He says, oh, Coopers. And, and uh, he, he lowered the, the stirrups really low so he could run and put his foot in there and grab the horn. 
and he's fallen many times, but he keeps <laughs> at it. And and Jocko laughs, and he Dickie laughs, and he says, "Do you realize I was the youngest trick rider to come to Hollywood?" Oh wow! Who Gibson? Who Gibson found me at a rodeo in Texas because I was from Texas oh, and brought me to Hollywood. And he says, I want to meet your son before I leave Phoenix. Oh, so Jocko says, why don't we all meet here and have dinner with you and your son and your wife? So my dad says, oh, you're kidding. He says, no, we have to eat early because we, we have to write in the grand entry later on. So uh, anyway, we went to the uh, Western Hills Motel and we had uh, dinner. And my folks didn't even take a camera. <laughs> oh, bummer. Yeah. Oh, and so uh, mostly I got interviewed by Dickie Jones and Jocko. And they said, uh, we're in the parade tomorrow. And he says, you bring a camera. How come you didn't bring a camera? And I said, well, I don't know. My folks, are, we were too excited about having dinner with you. Oh, wow. He says, well, you bring the camera, and I'll get off my, you make sure I see you. I'll get off and have a picture with Rod, and then I'll hold the horse for Dickie, and, and then Dickie can have a picture with him. And I have these pictures today. Awesome. And, that is so and uh, my folks gave a f my phone the phone number to them, and before they left town, they wanted to come out and see my horse. Wow! And show me some things. Oh, so uh, we all went out to this stable at Seventh Street, in Missouri, and I I, <laughs> I stood on boxes to saddle the horse, <laughs> and Dick Dicky. Because it was a, a pinnel, uh, a paint horse, just like what Dickie rode uh -huh. in the Range Rider. Right, right. And Jocko says, well, why didn't you get a buckskin like my buck? <laughs> and, and I says, well, I don't think I had a choice. <laughs> so anyway, I showed him how I could ride, and I told him that uh, I wanted to do all the things that Dickie and, and you, Jocko, do. And they gave me their home address and phone numbers. Oh, wow. And they said, you keep in touch. And then Jocko did, a sh uh, after the Range Rider, it was a couple years, he did uh, Joe, not Joe Dakota. It was, uh, Yancey uh, Derringer. Yancey Derringer. No, Joe Dakota. No, well, yeah, he did Yancey. Oh, but yeah, Joe Dakota. Uh, it was after Yancey. Mm hmm because uh, he'd send me pictures of Yancey and stuff. And, uh, oh, gee, I can't think of this show. And he writes my parents and says, I'd like uh, little Rodney to come and stay at my house because I'm filming this movie. And I I got permission that I could bring a guest. Wow. And uh, I, I don't know why the name of the movie. Uh, he's with Julie Adams. And Ben Johnson is supposed to be doubling the lead actor, which is Jocko. <laughs> and because I'm watching, Jocko doesn't want—he doesn't want to look bad in my eyes, <laughs> for real, for real. Wow. Because Ben Johnson is supposed to dive off that waterfall that's on the back lot at Universal. So in he tell uh, he tells the director, and there's another boy. Tim Hovey, mm -hmm. he doesn't want to look bad in his eyes. So it's in the script. Wow. So he ties Ben Johnson up, and he does the fall 23 feet into this uh, by the waterfall on the back lot, and it's only eight feet deep. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and it was really neat. Anyway, the next day, uh, Maggie Fields takes me back to the airport and puts me on a plane. So I got to meet uh, Sally when I was real little. And I got, there's a whole bunch of stories there involving Sally, mm. uh, me and Princess. Uh, Princess is Sally's stepdaughter and our uh, stepsister. 
And Sally has her always on her movies as a first or second assistant director. Hmm. Wow, so, what a what a great what a great story, man! Excellent so, story, Rod. Hey, we got to do our final commercial break here on Amy Francis' Voices of the West. Stay tuned. We'll be back with much more right after these important messages. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were built. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and a hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. I Miss Wilkinson is now Wilkinson Wealth Management, 7411 East Tank Verde in Tucson, 520-777-1911. Read classic Western comics anytime at voicesofthewest.net. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats. But did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right, it's called Horse It Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. All right, listeners, you like Westerns, right? You're to... I mean, you do listen to this program. So you want a chance to tell the rest of the world which Westerns you think are the best? I'm always ready to back up whatever I say. Here's how. Email us your picks for your top five Westerns. Tell us why you think those five are the best cowboy movies. You got any more you want to say on the subject? Each month, we'll pick one entry and offer you the chance to talk about your choices as a guest on our live stream and resulting podcast of the Voices of the West program. Pretty simple, right? We want to hear from you. We have our men scouring the valley. Email your list to bestwesterns, voicesofthewest at gmail.com. I guess that's all we need to hear. Well, Doc, there must be somebody lying sick or bleeding around here. Well, now, if you just can't stand to see me getting a few minutes hard-earned rest, why don't you go out and shoot somebody? This is the Voices of the West. With a heart of gold, the ways of a gentleman, I've been told. The kind of a guy that wouldn't even harm a flea. But if me and a certain character met, the guy that invented that cigarette, I'd murder that son of a gun in the first degree. Now, it ain't cause I don't smoke myself, and I don't reckon they'll harm your health. I've smoked them all my life and ain't dead yet. But nicotine slaves are all the same at a petting party or a poker game. Everything gotta stop while they smoke that cigarette. 
We're back on Emil Francie's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander Bunker de France, Todd Robertson, Los Angeles. Our guest is uh, Rod Wolf, uh, actor, stuntman, makeup artist, horse trainer, assistant director. Uh, yeah, we, it's, it's Man About Town. Man About Town. Uh, yeah, smoke, 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 that cigarette is not exactly a cowboy tune, but oh. the people who... the, the, the Marlboro! Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was bit. just going to say to you, Terry, that I, I don't want to rain on your parade, but don't tell that to the Marlboro man. I'm saying what I'm saying is the artist that did that particular version Dicks. was Johnny, the great Johnny Bond. Oh, so, but who had the big hit? Well, uh, Tex Ritter had had a big hit. No, Commander Cody had a big hit. Uh, Johnny's Johnny Bonds was a big hit. Uh, Everybody had the a Red, big hit. Red Steagle. Uh, Tex Williams, who I was thinking. Tex Williams. Now, he had the biggest um, but you know, it's so funny. I was listening to that, and that was taking me back to my childhood because that was on every radio. Every time mm-hmm, you turned the radio, mm-hmm. it was on. Mm-hmm. All right, our guest is Rod Wolf, and Rod, we're running out of time here, so it is time now for shameless promotion. And uh, we know that you were uh, wrapping up stuff uh, happening with the la- with last dollar. I was corrected. It is not the last dollar. It is last dollar. There's no the. In there it. is no the in it. So I'm stand. I sit corrected. Oh my God! I've been so wrong. And well, and now you can sit corrected. So uh, we got the last. Now you dollar. know how I feel, Bunker. Every time I leave a bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so we got the last dollar. What else? What else are you working on there, uh, uh, Rod? Well, in September, I'm supposed to do a movie. Uh, a lot of stunts. Uh, it was supposed to be done two years ago in March, just when COVID hit. Ah. It's called Sunset Rider, the Arizona Kid. And it's been re- a lot of the parts have been recast mm-hmm. because they've gone elsewhere, uh, the actors. Uh, Trace Atkins was going to be the sheriff, and now we have John Snyder. Mm-hmm. Good. And Danny Trejo is oh, in it. Love it. And uh, yeah. those are a couple of the people that are in it. Um, uh, there's a newcomer playing the Arizona kid because he's uh, a mix, uh, Hispanic and Anglo. Mm-hmm. And it's a wonderful script uh, written, <laughs> yeah, written by Jeff. Hatchcock, and um, if you Google it, you can see some of the other actors that okay. are going to be in it. Just okay. Google Arizona or uh, Sunset Rider, the Arizona Kid. Okay. Anyway, I'm looking forward because we start 21 days in Monument Valley, and then we move to Tucson, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, it, it's just a, it's an old time western. The director, writer, Jeff Hatchcock, wanted to do an old time western, and uh, I, I think it'll be a hit because it's uh, it has a good story to it. Uh, when you talk about violence, the action in it isn't for violence sake it it works its way into the script supposed so, to be uh, there yeah yeah like so a, it's almost like a john list. like a john ford production it's supposed to be there it fits it yeah. fits okay now uh, uh, real quick yep. real quick go for it. it it was slim carter was the movie with jock mahoney oh, that yeah. i got to watch uh, okay all right now. and then uh, i want everybody to google and and watch uh, Renegade, uh, they call me Renegade for mm-hmm. that's the one Sandy's in. You'll love it just to, uh, with all his tricks. Oh, Excellent. Yeah. All right. Now, one final question, Rod Wolf. Your, okay. your favorite Western? Wow, that is really, really hard. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, uh, gee whiz. Uh, I All knew you'd ask that. Uh, All of them, right? <laughs> well, uh, I got a top five that it's very difficult. Uh, 
That's all right. Hey, hey, hey everybody, it's a it's a subjective thing. That's why it's you a know? trick question. And it's not no, it's not a trick question. <laughs> but you take you think about that, and then we'll come back. We'll have you back on the show, and you can talk okay. about well, you can talk about your favorite western as as well as your other top five westerns because that goes along with our uh, fan pick. fan picks of, of, of westerns. So, uh, so Rod, let me just help you cheat a little bit here. Rod, let me just help you cheat. But I like high noon. Okay. So let me just help you cheat a little bit, Rod, and just know, don't mention Cowboys and Aliens, please. <laughs> no. I won't because I tried to work that and I didn't get to work it, so it's off my list. There you go. I know we, we yeah, got work had worked it, Rod. It would have been a lot better. It would have been a lot better. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm out at the uh, corral now. I'm going to call Tony over. There Tony, <laughs> come here. <laughs> we are out of time, Rod Wolf. Thank you so much for being with us, and you are invited at any time, sir. Any time. Well, thank you. All right, all right. And that's it for this edition of Amel Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, and Todd Roberts with you. We'll speak with you next week. 78, 79, 80 fallen horses. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Amel Franzi's Voices of the West.